episode 17. The other day, my car's check engine light came on randomly, uh, and I hadn't driven it. Driven, I haven't driven it. Hadn't driven it since before France. Um, so I'm not sure what was going on. It has since turned off, thank God. It doesn't matter, actually, because now my car's at the body shop because somebody hit me the week I was getting married. Um, long story short, whatever. But I want to talk about check engine lights. Check engine lights might be the most fear-inducing thing in the world on a, like an everyday level. Obviously, like somebody with a gun or whatever is worse. But you're driving. You're in Lowell, already in a terrible place. It's overcast or it's night, and you're driving, and your check engine light comes on. Oh, man, okay, none of us are really mechanics. What do you do? I remember this happened when I was, like, 17. It happened to every single car I owned from the time I was 17, actually, until now. It's happened to every single car I've ever owned where the check engine light has come on. Um, What do you do? Well, it's super tough because oftentimes the check engine light will come on when there is absolutely no actual issue. It's, like, I don't know, a fuse or an electrical issue or something like It's a computer issue that doesn't change anything. You know this, like, especially if you're on the highway and your car is running great, you're cruising, check engine light comes on, and nothing changes. Okay, sure. Is there something you should probably fix or something that could be fixed? Sure, fine. But it doesn't matter oftentimes. But when you're a kid or whatever, it really does matter. Now, at the end of the year, when you go to get your inspection sticker, you can't get it with the check engine light is on, which is the worst because it's on in in a car that you own. Your car, come on. The check engine light is kind of being a tattletale, all right? Like, you're telling against yourself. Like, we're a team here. Prius, come on. You and me. Let's get through this thing with the guy with the greasy hand who you have to shake. You know, sure, he might make you buy some windshield wipers as part of the deal. Like, there's a wink. You know, like, okay, whatever. The $35 for the inspection fee wasn't enough. You're going to kind of, like, you know, do me the wrong way. Make me buy something at your store. Maybe it's a Gatorade or something. You know, you're going to make me wait there forever. But... That doesn't matter if your car is telling on itself. I find it so frustrating that you can't get an inspection sticker if your own car's check engine light is on. Like, come on, it affects just me. Very frustrating. Anyway, I feel like I sound like Ron Swanson. Uh, That's two Parks and Recreation uh, references in two episodes. I'd like to talk about public restrooms, um, but more so not just restrooms that are, like, at a public building, but when you're in public. Like, the other day I was at a wedding... And I went into the men's room at the wedding, the reception, and I made eye contact with somebody. In that situation, I feel like if you make eye contact with someone in the bathroom, you have to say something, especially if it's a one-person stall. <laughs> I'm kidding. But if you make eye contact with somebody in like a men's room situation, like whether it's in the mirror while you're washing your hands or they're leaving the stall or you're coming up to the stall, like you got to say something. And there's no playbook for this. I also feel the same way about wakes. There's no playbook for what to say. I guess at a wake, you just say, like, sorry or whatever. But that never seems good enough. So in the bathroom, what do you say? Like, huh, like crazy party, man. Or uh, a classic one, I'll see you out there. <laughs> I, so I guess I'm, what I'm saying is that maybe there is a playbook. I'm just not happy with any of the current plays. What do you say when you make eye contact with somebody in the bathroom? I don't know. Getting back to cars a little bit, the other day I was on the highway. It was the same drive that my check engine light came on, and I saw a guy on a motorcycle just really banging down the highway wearing Crocs. I'm going to bounce back to that wedding I was at. A lot of people came up to me and shook my hand uh, at the wedding as if they had known who I was, and surprisingly, they all knew my name. Uh, I have a great friend in Gareth, and apparently he talks to his family about me. 
Um, it was terrible because I didn't know any of their names, which makes me just feel like an absolute piece of garbage narcissist. But what I'm going to do is I'm not going to reflect on that and how I can change. I want to talk about how when you have a bad handshake or when I have a bad handshake, how that just really ruins me. It wrecks me. I can't stop thinking about if I have a bad handshake. Sometimes I go in too hard. Sometimes you go in soft. Sometimes the clasp and the connection is not great. It, or like they squeeze first and I'm not there yet, but they've already squeezed you know, squoozing my hand and it's compressed and I can't squeeze now because then it's like, then I'm being really aggressive. Do other people think about this or am I just like an absolute psychopath? Either way, I don't care because to me, there's not many things worse than eye contact during a long, bad handshake. I'm going to design stickers. Text me if you want one.